Smells like football, baby. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Smackdown. I'm your host, Kyle August. I'm getting you set for the wave wire ahead of week six. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at KyleMonth8. Appreciate, as always, checking out the podcast wherever you're listening. If you've been enjoying this show or any of the others here on the Dynasty Warzone Network of podcasts, please rate and review wherever you're listening. And, of course, subscribe on YouTube because waiver wire sniping every single Saturday, getting you set for the players you need to add for free before kickoff. That drops on Saturday morning. Or early afternoon every single week. If you're listening on the podcast, you don't get it till Sunday. So make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast feed, but also on YouTube as well. Did not have wave wire sniping last week, so it's going to be back behind the mic. Uh, have to miss here and there, but don't plan on missing too many more the rest of the season. Can't believe we're six weeks in already. So we're heading into the wire this week. If you're sitting there at 0 and 5 or 1 and 4, there's still time to turn it around. If you're in redraft leagues, got to make that effort, make those trades. It's got to happen if you're in Dynasty and you're sitting there, though. Uh, you might want to start taking a look to the future. Of course, uh, covering the top ads at each position. Uh, but this is the first week across the NFL in which we are going to have teams on by. Week six, four teams on by. Detroit, Tennessee, Vegas, and Houston are all out this week. There are some by NATOs, as they like to say, with a ton of teams on by later on in the year. That's why waiver wire sniping is going to be so, so important. If you have a player, maybe you have like this upcoming week, uh, Darren Waller as an example, which he's now banged up, but let's say that he wasn't and you're new, usually not streaming the tight end position. Well, if you were waiver wire sniping, you would have known ahead of time. You could stash your tight end streamer before kickoff the week before, and you're not fighting people for a tight end now to spot start in week six. So waiver wire sniping is going to be super important, especially over the next couple months as we have teams across the NFL on by. Let's just dive right into this week's waiver wire, the top ads, regardless of position, as always, 50% threshold, uh, Yahoo ownership, you know what it is. And the number one waiver wire target for this week is Kenneth Walker. Been talking about him on this show, been talking about him on waiver wire sniping. He should not be on any free agent boards, uh, any leagues. Uh, but if for some reason you're in a league that he is available, and that is 55%, of the Yahoo leagues out there that he is available, uh, then you need to spend it all. Spend your waiver priority, spend all your fab, do whatever it takes to get Kenneth Walker on your roster. He is not only the top ad for this week, he is the top ad that we've seen this season, and he will probably be the top ad that we'll see the rest of the way, uh, just due to the fact that he is guaranteed a high-volume workload now in Seattle, not only with the draft capital and talent that he's had, but... We know Rashad Penny's out for the year. It's not a question anymore. Kenneth Walker is going to be the man in Seattle. Uh, I don't know if he'll see as much work as Penny. There may be a little bit more as far as a split there with Walker not seeing a ton um, through the air, but that could change. So I'm spending all my fab on Kenneth Walker if, if he's available in my league. Number two on this list is Taysom Hill. Unless you've had Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews, the tight end position has been pretty putrid on the year uh, with guys just completely disappearing. And Taysom Hill should be added if you pretty much have any other tight end be between those top two guys. So Taysom Hill at 30% ownership. It's going to be up and down for sure. And there's a lot of unknowns there with Taysom Hill. But at 30% ownership, he needs to be rostered right now and more than likely started, and at least until Jameis Winston comes back. Jacoby Myers at 48% owned. Very, very owned, obviously. 
Um, but uh, he's back from the injury. So just in case he has been dropped in your, your league for whatever reason, he's out there. He's a top ad this week, number three overall. Uh, so we got Kenneth Walker, Taysom Hill, Jacoby Myers. Looking at the QB streamers for week six. Top of the board is Geno Smith. 35% owned is going to be at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Geno has been very startable. Uh, four out of five weeks with startable numbers for Geno Smith. I think he'll continue to be that quarterback here uh, until he proves otherwise. You, you can stream this guy. And my guess is he'll probably be playing from behind a little bit. Against the Cardinals, not a ton, but there's. I think the game script will more than likely lean his way. So if you're looking for a streamer this week, if you're enrolling with Jared Goff or Derek Carr, those guys are obviously on by. Maybe you're just tired of watching Russell Wilson or Matthew Stafford in your lineup. Geno Smith could be that guy for you. Number two on this list, it's a short week. Pay attention to the injury report, but Carson Wentz, he has been really solid as well. Three out of five weeks, he's back on a good train last week. Who cares if he's winning football games at 46% on? Carson Wentz is number two on this list as far as streamers. Number three, Justin Fields. It's been nasty for sure, but the dude's still putting up startable fantasy numbers and at home on a short week against Washington, 38% owned Justin Fields is my number three streamer. And then number four, 26% owned. That Atlanta Falcons defense is not horrendous, but I still think Jimmy G, uh, even on the road matchup against the Falcons, should be a good start uh, for you streamers out there. So decent streaming look. There's also a few other guys. Zach Wilson's the other guy that just missed the list. Um, you can also do not forget PJ Walker, not necessarily for one QB streamers, but in super flex leagues, I expect him to have at least two to three starts, maybe more for this Carolina Panthers offense. Not that not only has a coaching change, but as Baker Mayfield out for multiple weeks with a high ankle sprain. So do not forget about PJ Walker in those super flex leagues. He is not going to be featured in many waiver wire articles. Number two. Uh, number two ru- position we're going to cover here is, of course, running back. As always, Kenneth Walker already talked about him at the top. 45% own. He's more than likely already rostered. But if he's for some reason available, spend it all, spend it all, spend it all. Number two on this list is Rashad White, the rookie running back at 35% on, continues to see touches. Uh, and he's on the field in Tampa Bay. It's clearly the number two guy there for Tampa Bay. And I think. Uh, this is somebody that I do not want somebody else to have a chance to pick up. Add him now, even if he's not an instant impact player. Number three is Mike Boone, 36% owned. It's going to be a split. Uh, I think for right now in PPR leagues, is still a guy that I feel comfortable starting as a flex, especially with the bye weeks coming up. But at 36% owned, Mike Boone, he's probably just about right. Maybe 45% ownership is where he should land. So still available in some leagues that he should be picked up. Number four on this list, this guy would jump all the way to number two if we got any more information on James Conner, but as of right now, Eno Benjamin is number four on my list at 11% owned. He should definitely be picked up in a lot more leagues. Uh, if we hear that James Conner is going to miss a game, even a game, he's number two on this list for sure. Multiple weeks, then he starts just the question of how much fab do you spend. I think realistically, if Kenneth Walker is 100% spend, I'm probably spending 25 to 30% of my budget on Eno Benjamin. Uh, if if James Conner is going to miss a game, just because I, I don't see this as a long-term injury for Conner. Benjamin's already, though, seeing some passing downs work. And if Daryl Williams is a long-term injury, then I think Benjamin's a easy add, even if Conner will not miss time. Jalen Warren uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Really nice game in guard, you know, playing from behind last week in Pittsburgh, 8% owned. He, need, he is the highest handcuff right now um, be, besides, you know, Benjamin, Rashad White, uh, Warren is a pure handcuff guy, but definitely belongs on some more rosters than 8% owned. Isaiah Pacheco, just a handcuff guy, flyer, 36% owned. Same with James Cook at 29% owned. Some veterans that may see some fantasy 
starts down the stretch here. I like Gus Edwards at 14% owned. He should definitely be added as a speculative guy still working his way back from injury. Damian Williams, same thing. He is eligible to come back off IR going forward. So talked about him last week, went up a couple percentage points in deeper leagues. Just double check to see if this guy is available. And Tevin Coleman at 0% owned. Again, with some of the big name running backs that are on by this week, Tevin Coleman, who has worked his way into the number two role on that 49ers offense, could be a super deep league, just flyer one week play for the San Francisco 49ers who will be facing the Atlanta Falcons this week. So I expect the game script to be in their favor. Wide receivers, uh, three right off the top here that are over 45% ownership, but Jacoby Myers is the man. Uh, had a great week, even without Mac Jones. Expect Mac Jones to be back, if not this week, maybe the next couple. We got in limited practices last week, and Jacoby Myers is clearly the far, far and away number one passing out option for this offense. Isaiah McKenzie, who is still working his way back from a concussion, I think he will be the slot receiver going forward for the Buffalo Bills with Jameson Crowder out. And Jahan Dotson, whose ownership dropped due to being inactive last week, he's he could more than likely, he more than likely will miss this week with it being a short week for the Washington football team, whatever. Always always stumble on him. Doesn't matter. The rookie, Dotson, need to roster this guy. 46% owned, unlikely to play this week on Thursday night. However, that gives them 10 days to work their way back. And this kid has found the end zone when he's been out there. I think with the short-term injury, people are just being short-sighted. Number four on this list is Alec Pierce. Do not forget about Pierce, who had a really nice game coming back from injury. Eight receptions. He's 8% owned. This is a player that has 22 targets on the year. Uh, and people may not remember because he played on that very crappy and forgettable Thursday night game. So Pierce is a guy that I'm definitely looking to target and hopefully not having to spend a ton of fab to add him. Speaking of the rest of these guys, I'm not spending a lot of fab, but if I can slide under for a couple bucks, these are guys I would love to have on my roster. Uh, Kadarius Tony, when he's back, I think he is the far and away best passing option for the Giants. Uh, we'll see if this kid can find the field and get out of the doghouse. Rondell Moore seeing plenty of targets for this week. I'd feel pretty de- pretty good about starting him against Seattle, but then DeAndre Hopkins comes back and changes it all up, but I'm still good adding more right now who has worked his way into the lead slot receiver role. Josh Reynolds with the lines on by. I'm still looking to stash this guy. Amon Ra and Chark should be back healthy, hopefully after the Lions bye week, but Reynolds has worked his way into a really nice role there in Detroit. And I think he's going to be the number two target for uh, Jared Goff until Jameson Williams potentially re- returns. The rookie still on IR, 31% owned, just a stash candidate. Zay Jones, deeper league, still seeing plenty of targets, 26% owned. If you're looking for somebody as a bye week cover, he did return from injury. Uh, did not have the numbers that Marvin Jones did, but still saw plenty of targets. I think he's the number two option there of the receivers. And Donovan Peoples Jones, 10% owned, has had some nice days in PPR. Uh, we so far through the season, three out of five weeks have been pretty decent. If you can get him as a spot starter over the next month and a half, that's still going to be solid to have on your roster. But just remember, if Sean Watson comes back, I still think Peoples-Jones has solidified himself as a number two receiver in this offense. Tight ends, I mentioned it earlier, the number two add overall is Taysom Hill. Uh, he's got the Cincinnati Bengals this week. He is a top streamer. And for right now, he is in every week start at the tight end position. It's still risky play, but all these tight ends are, like I said, unless you're at the top or if you want to trust those three guys um, that have not been elite this year, in addition to, uh, you know, Dalton Schultz being disappointing. So it's really Dallas, Goddard, Zach Ertz, and uh, outside of those top two guys. And otherwise, otherwise, you should be looking at Taysom Hill. I think the situation will continue to alter depending on if Jameis Winston works his way back or what they do there in 
New Orleans. But I think for right now, Taysom Hill is the top streaming tight end this week. Hayden Hurst, two touchdowns the last two weeks, going to be playing in that same game at New Orleans, 30% owned also. So I like Hurst. I don't. I think he's really worked his way into the bot, back of that top 12 tight end list. I thought that Logan Thomas would be that. He hasn't. Hurst is, is the guy. Evan Ingram just a half step behind, gets the Indianapolis Colts. Going to be in Indy, 24% owned, continues to see targets from Trevor Lawrence. And number four, this week only, if Jonu Smith does not play and if Mac Jones is back, Hunter Henry is still a fine stream at 38% owned. But right now, that's all he is. DST streamers, not a ton of great options this week. One of the big things this week that uh, fantasy owners will probably debate, I know I have this in a couple leagues and I have this DST, the Dallas Cowboys are playing the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. But due to the streaming options being poor, uh, the only one that I would consider playing a streamer over the Dallas defense uh, would be the Cleveland Browns. They are they're at home against New England Patriots. Mac Jones would need to be out, so if you you probably have to roster two for the entire week uh, if you wanted to stream, and it would that would be the only DST that's under fifty percent ownership that I would do so. The Cleveland Browns again fifteen percent owned against New England. Again, follow me here real quick. The the Matchup is obviously tough this week for the Dallas Cowboys. If I could stream the Browns, I would. But if I only have one roster spot, I'm just going to play Dallas, go through the rough spot. But because the next two weeks after that, they have home matchup against the Lions and another home matchup against the Bears. Those are prime, 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 prime matchups for a DST like the Dallas Cowboys that has been explosive this year. So I usually don't spend this much time on DSTs. And usually in my leagues, honestly, most of the time when I go into my roster, my DSTs are like an auto drop just so I can add some flyers throughout the week. Do not do that with the Dallas Cowboys. Don't get scared off by that matchup. Yes, they may disappoint this week, but they're going to be so good the next two. Uh, Behind the Browns, I got the Colts there at home against the Jags, 33% on. And then the Thursday night team, the Bears defense going up against Washington, and they're going to find some sacks there, 9% on. So, again, Browns at 15% on, Colts at 33% on, and the Bears at 9% on. Do not drop that Cowboys defense. Roster them, roster them, roster them. All right, there you have it, week six waiver wire. Appreciate you guys listening as always. Uh, I will be back later on in the week, Saturday on the YouTube channel with waiver wire sniping, and then Sunday on the podcast. So if you wanted a day earlier, get in on the YouTube. Until then, guys, I'll catch you boys later. See ya. 